You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode one. So full transparency, I've actually been thinking about starting a podcast for a while. My sweet husband gave me a podcast microphone for our anniversary, and honestly, I've just been terrified to put it out there. I've been a blogger for about seven years, and that's where I'm comfortable, and so thinking about being on the mic and having to learn a whole new platform is slightly (laughs) terrifying. So just bear with me as I figure this out and navigate the wild, wild west of podcasting because, yeah, it's going to be a little crazy. I mean, I'm literally right now recording under a blanket because I heard this gives you the best sound. (laughs) So we'll have to see because my episode was recorded on the go while feeding my baby and living life. So I'm just happy that you're here and I'm excited to share my party girl journey with you. So I started my party planning journey. I guess it initially started when I was growing up in California. My mom is from Brazil and in Brazil, South America in general, my goodness, Parties are such a part of the culture and not just parties, but going above and beyond to make them elaborate and just pay attention to every detail. And so as I was growing up, I was exposed to very elaborate parties. And you got to keep in mind, this is like pre-Pinterest days. We're out here like dreaming up and folding little paper animals and <laughs> coming up with our our party decor and this was all fine and well and you know to be honest my mom got a lot of heat for it because it just wasn't as popular then I mean we didn't have like I said Pinterest or the internet and so it just seemed like a big to do to a lot of people and my goodness I always I always say you know if my mom would have started putting some of her stuff on Pinterest, like she would probably be the queen of parties because she's just done so many. So as I got married and had my daughter, I decided I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And I was coming from, you know, a corporate job where I worked nine to five, Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturdays, because it was um, the manager of an Aveda beauty salon. And I decided I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And I realized You know, if I'm going to be this stay-at-home mom, our lifestyle is going to change quite a bit because we're going from two incomes to one. And although my husband made, you know, good money, it was like my extra $35,000 a year that I brought in was going to go away, which was all of our fun money, our travel money, my handbag money, right? And so I was thinking like, I need to come up with a way to replace that income, but I definitely don't want to put my baby in daycare and I want to grow something so I can be home and raise her. So I decided that I would share my talent for party planning. And it's actually, that's not quite true. What happened was I decided I was going to start like a mom blog and I I would share like headbands and things and, you know, like baby nurseries and, you know, tips. And it's funny because as I started sharing the things that really resonated with people were my home interior posts as well as my party posts on my blog. And so that's really where it started to take off and I started to find my voice. So as I started finding my voice, I started looking around and saying, oh my goodness, like I'm seeing these other bloggers and social media influencers getting paid to create content like 
I'm looking at some of this stuff. I'm like, I could do that. I could totally do that. So I was, you know, trying to think of different ways. And it was really hard because there weren't a lot of resources for people who were in event planning. Like it just was kind of like, I wanted a way to figure out how to get paid. And so it took a few years. It took almost four years for me to get my first paid campaign. And it blew my mind. Um, you know, coming from someone who made $35,000 a year, when my first party post was, was approved, like you've been selected for this campaign, it was actually with Coca-Cola and they paid me $1,500 for one party post. So, you know, while it took some time to set up and a data shoot and all this stuff, like it was literally the easiest money I'd ever made. And I, I was like, I hit the jackpot. Like I was crazy. I remember running around my kitchen screaming and like jumping into my husband's arms, like, babe, we totally made it. Like, this is our ticket, you know? And it was really exciting. And of course, like it, it came with all of these other challenges of like, oh, I have to keep pitching and I need to organize myself and I need to have a brand deck and I need to have a media kit and all these little things. And, um, during that time I was invited with some of my girlfriends to go to this women's only dance party in Provo. And I was like, that sounds really interesting. Like I've never been to one of those. So I went and I walked in and it was like a normal club setting, except there were no men. And women were dancing and they were all dressed up. And um, about an hour into the party, the lights turned off and it turned into this like club setting. And it was, you know, flashing lights and um, just girls screaming and crowd surfing. And I just looked around and I was like, this is really cool. Like, I totally could do this, right? Like, I had that same epiphany of like, I could totally do this. And there were things about that party that I really liked. And there were some things that I was not a fan of, but I, I just like, couldn't get it out of my mind that women's only dance parties is what I was meant to be doing. And I came home and I was like, babe, like this is it. And it's going to be so profitable because I can sell these tickets for $25 a piece. And, and we'll have like 500 ladies and it'll be so great. Right? So I I hosted my very first dance party and I had all of these ideas of how great it was going to be. And I couldn't wait for me to like, you know, publish the ticket sales and just like wait for the sales to rake in and, and my little email notifications to just be blinging every five seconds. Like I'd been building up like tickets go on sale, get ready. It's coming. It's coming. And I like the day came and I launched my ticket sales for my very first dance party and then crickets. (laughs) You guys, it was so, it was so bad. Um, I had one sale that day and it was at 8 PM and I was crushed. I, I mean, I felt so embarrassed. I felt like such a failure and it's kind of funny because Nobody knew that I only sold one ticket. Of course, I pretended like the launch was this huge success. And I wish, I kind of wish I wouldn't have, to be honest. Um, Just because I think a lot of times as an event planner, we see people popping up that make it look really good on the outside. And they don't ever talk about the struggle. And then a year or two later, they kind of just disappear. And we're like, oh, that's so weird. Like, it was so successful, 
you know? But I came to find out the hard way through paying a lot of money to host events out of my own pocket uh, by, you know, dipping into my savings account to pay for different parties I wanted to do. And literally some of the first events giving away 50 to 100 tickets for free only to have 25 of those people come, you know, like it's, it's hard. Events are tough and there's definitely a science to it. And so I found a mentor and she was so gracious to meet up with me a few times for breakfast and we sat down and ordered bagels and and we started talking and she's this, you know, real estate mogul that her and her husband run a mortgage company where they refinance houses. And she sat me down and she gave me the best advice. And she said to me, if you implement these things that I'm telling you to do right now, you'll never struggle in your business ever again. And I was like, Oh my gosh. So she gave me this notebook and she wrote all the steps down. And she said, if you will invest 20 minutes into yourself every day and 40 minutes implementing every day in one year, you will look at your life and you will be completely unrecognizable by yourself right now. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'll do whatever she says, you know? And that's exactly what I've been doing for the past three and a half years is exactly what she told me to do. And it's been an interesting journey because now if you follow me, I I run a blog called housewife2hostess.com. I do a lot of work on Instagram as an influencer, as well as have social media accounts. And as I've been throwing these dance parties some women that have been attending have felt the same way I felt inspired. Like I could totally do that. And they've asked me for help. And I, you know, it's hard to give someone help on one piece of the puzzle. Like if they just show you one piece of a 1000 piece puzzle, like where does this fit? You're like next to these pieces and they haven't found those pieces yet. You better believe it's like, this isn't even helpful for me telling you to do this because you're going to this rabbit hole And so I created this group on Facebook called the Party Planner Academy Community, where I kind of share these secrets that my mentor gave me, and I pour into this group of aspiring party planners, and you know, just regardless of where you started, like if you're like me and you've got that whole party bug because it was part of how you were raised and everyone in your family was like that, or if you feel like a complete freak because you love parties, like you would spend all of your time, all of your money creating these memories and amazing experiences, but your family's scratching their head being like, I don't know where she gets it. Um, you know, I would love to link arms with you and kind of show you the ropes and show you what I've learned over the past seven years. And so what I really want to do over the next 
few episodes is really talk about how I've done that and share more of my party successes. So if you are somebody that's looking to monetize event planning, if you're looking to create content and get paid to post on your Instagram, like stick with me and I will show you the ways. But for now, I'm so excited to finally be starting this podcast. It's been way too long in the works. And to be honest, I think my perfectionist tendencies are what's been holding me back. So for Christmas last year, my husband got me one of those fancy Yeti microphones. Not Christmas, sorry, my anniversary. He got me one of those fancy um, podcasting microphones. And I've had it since October of last year. And guess how I'm recording this podcast? From my phone. (laughs) Right? Like I even have the fancy tools and it's so intimidating for me. I'm just going to start and then we're going to get this set up. And I promise if you stick with me, we're going to grow together. And this is exactly what I teach my students and the people in my community is start where you are and share what you know, because someone out there needs to hear it. I want to thank you for being here and I'll catch you in the next episode.